Hi, I'm Biz. I'm a working parent with a kid and a teen. It's been 10 years since the show began, and a lot has changed on the show and in the world. But by elevating the voices of others, we have learned we are not alone, and we are doing a good job. This is still a show about life after giving life. This is One Bad Mother. This week on One Bad Mother, it's Max Fun Drive! And we continue our conversation about autism with Tessa Watkins. Plus, Max Fun Drive! Woo! Well, that was fun. Hi there. Yeah. I suppose this is a check-in, but this is also a bit of a thank you. I started listening to your show roughly about a year ago or so, uh, just new podcasts to listen to at work. And uh, it's, it's helped me realize uh, several things and helped me out in several different ways. Uh, one thing is that it made me very appreciative of my parents, <laughs> not just as what they have helped me do as an adult, but also just how much effort it takes to raise kids when they are kids and everything. So thank you for helping me realize that and also just being more appreciative of any friends around my age that also have kids. Like, a lot of hard work and effort goes into it that I just didn't really notice because I'm, I'm not a mom. Uh, I'm not a parent. So it's uh, just something that can go unnoticed very easily. So thank you for sharing that and everything. And also thank you for the hotline and allowing <laughs> people who aren't parents to use it. I've uh, <laughs> used it a couple times. And, uh, you know, I started your show about a year ago, and I'm one of those crazy people that – like to listen to every single episode from the beginning. Uh, so I'm not quite caught up yet. Um, I'm in December 2022. But uh, one of the episodes I listened to today was uh, episode 481, where you actually did play my rant. And it was about me basically freaking out and having a breakdown of finding mouse poop in my kitchen cabinets and, you know, not wanting to spend my time cleaning up mouse poop in my kitchen cabinets and wanting alone time. And your words were so kind and thoughtful. And I just, I, I appreciate you having the hotline, not just for playing, you know, different things and helping people out, but probably just having to sit there and listen to, gosh, I don't know how many of those voicemails that you have to listen to. Uh, here's another one for you. Thank you. <laughs> um, but Basically, that kind of made me realize, like, I'm a member of Max One. I'm like, shoot, I don't think I ever selected One Bad Mother as one of the podcasts I listened to. So uh, I know Max One Drive is coming up, so definitely going to be adding you guys onto the list uh, for Max One podcasts I listen to. So, yeah, thank you and your team for all that you do. You guys are doing a great job. Thank you. I swear. I did not plan that call. I mean, I planned it for the show, but I, <laughs> I did not. I didn't ask. Oh, my gosh. You are doing such a good job. And you're right. I, you know, this podcast was never necessarily just for parents. It's, it was for really normalizing how hard it is for everybody. And you just replaced kids in your house with something else. <laughs> and yes, the hotline is there for everybody. I get some fun calls that have nothing to do with parenting. People just need a place to leave it. And that is why the hotline is there. And 
I just, I really appreciate you using it, you being a part of the One Bad Mother community. It means a great deal. And I, I think it, Max Fun Drive, these are these two weeks where hosts remind you that we are listener-supported shows and you are our listeners supporting us. And for the last two, three years, I've had to do it by myself. And that can feel really weird being like, this is why you gotta say it's just me trying to get so... (laughs) So I want to thank you for supporting me during Max Fun Drive and making it easier for me to talk about why... Max Fund Drive is so important. So here we go, everybody. You can become a supporter anytime. You can support this show anytime by going to maximumfund.org slash join. But Max Fund Drive is two weeks where there are fun rewards, there are special challenges, cool events. I really put everything aside and I, we are on the social media. That is where I am. This year's drive is one of the most important for One Bad Mother. When you become a new member or upgrade your membership or even bump your current support, you are telling me that One Bad Mother is still important, that the hotline is important. And will you please join us as a member? If the show has made you feel less alone, consider joining right now. If One Bed Mother has gotten you through the forest, the pandemic, or just makes you feel seen, join right now. If the hotline has given you a place to put your breakdowns, or if the show has helped how you view yourself and those around you in a more empathetic or supportive way, then join right now, MaximumFun.org slash join. Now, 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 go to MaximumFun.org slash join right now because you have kids in your house and you might not get another chance. So just stop, just go right now. Later in the show, I'm going to talk about all the cool gifts. We have a sticker this year. Plus, I got to be unveiling some new bonus content for members all year. So stick around. Don't run when you hear me yell Maximum Fun Drive. Just go to MaximumFun.org slash join right now. Now, I think that actually ties in really nicely. Not only our lovely check-in, thank you so much, but the One Bad Mother community that has come from this show created by listeners like you is such an amazing thing. And last week, I started a conversation with a member of the One Bad Mother community about how I can be better when I'm speaking about autism. I hope you heard part one of last week's show. And now, please enjoy part two of my conversation with Tessa Watkins. Please take a moment to remember, if you're friends of the hosts of One Bad Mother, you should assume that when we talk about other moms, we're talking about you. If you are married to the host of One Bad Mother, we definitely are talking about you. Nothing we say constitutes professional parenting advice. Biz and Teresa's children are brilliant, lovely, and exceedingly extraordinary. Nothing said on this podcast about them implies otherwise. All right, so another thing to sort of navigate or look at or better understand, I like to use multiple sayings 
in hopes of that one of them are right with <laughs> every person I ever talked to. Something that you shared with me and that you are familiar with is the sunflower lanyard. Now, this seems to be a way, especially at airports, to indicate that you have autism. Tell us about the lanyard. Pro- I'm not going to explain oh, it because I'll just yeah. fuck that up. So well, I'll fuck it up too, but yay! it's okay. <laughs> um, so yeah, so the uh, hidden disability sun lanyard or sun <laughs> fuck. Hidden Disability Sunflower Lanyard. <laughs> <laughs> See, already can't even say the name. Um, it's like a top-down view of the sunflower uh, with the yellow petals on a green background. Um, and my one friend who is an immigrant from Germany uh, said that's part of the Green Party, I guess. I don't... <laughs> I don't know. But anyway, <laughs> but anyway, um, it's an international symbol, and it started in the Gatwick Airport of the UK. And um, it's uh, spreading, you know, around the world, uh, starting off in the airports. But I also want to put it in more than just the airports. I want to see it everywhere because yeah. I don't need help in just the airports. I need help <laughs> everywhere I go. <laughs> so, I was thinking about that reading the article. I was like, this is really great, but you're right? fucked at the store. Right? Like- <laughs> right, exactly. You know, today I went grocery shopping and we got these two people who were selling something, probably like, you know, for my provider for my electricity or yeah. some fuck. I don't know. And I just said, um, no, thank you. And yeah. then like ran off with my trolley. Like I just <laughs> fucked right off with that. Yeah. <laughs> and like I could hear them like whispering because I was just the only one out over there like, wow, that was something. <laughs> I'm pretty like, sure they know. were saying that person knows what they want and need. Look at them. Oh my gosh. I know. Like <laughs> usually I can identify them if they're wearing like lanyards or holding a clipboard, but they look like regular people. So I just like careened into the other aisle to like avoid them. But <laughs> all right. So anyway, we're on our lanyards. We're so the at- lanyard. Um yeah, so it's an amazing lanyard that um, just as much as uh, physical disabilities are something you can see, um, whether you, or um, like a mobility device is something you can see, you can't see someone who is has crumpling anxiety or, you know, suicidal depression. You can't see these kinds of things, but we might need help. You can't see dementia. You can't see cancer unless you consider, you know, seeing chemotherapy. <laughs> right. Like, you can't see these things. So the lanyard is a way to essentially make them visible and make it so that you can be seen and um, people around you if they're trained in recognizing this symbol, they're like, this person, you know, much like autism, you don't know what's going to be in the can until you open it. That was a weird metaphor. I um, love it! <laughs> <laughs> like... That's a great metaphor! But cans have labels, so you should know what you're getting. Fuck <laughs> anyway. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, but, oh wait, here I'm going to support your metaphor. Uh, people make assumptions about our packaging yeah. all the time. So yeah. just because it says peas doesn't mean it is peas. Or it's the peas, peas. that you might like. All right. See, look... <laughs> Oh my goodness. Yeah. So, yeah. So the idea is that you just kind of, you know, 
take care of them gently and figure out what they might need. Or if you know of something that could support them. Like when we went through um, the airport back in December, one of the TSA agents went right up to my husband and said, did you know we have a sensory room over in this part of the gates? And we have, yeah, a sensory room. It was awesome. There's like tunnels and lights, sensory like deprivation stuff, sensory stimulation stuff. Like it was pretty awesome. And they also told us about the playground. And so we definitely hit up both of those things um and you know and that was unprompted but i'm i'm guessing because like he didn't go up to anybody else he saw that my husband and i were wearing the sunflower lanyards and he just offered up that information he also asked like you know kind of like checked in on us like is there anything you need do you need us to help you know maybe you know maybe you're suffering suffering from fibromyalgia and you can't necessarily move as quickly getting your stuff out of the little buckets from in the security line so like they could help you unpack that or whatever like whatever the case may be like they're offering that support and that help and that's so much better than you know me standing there hoping they look at me and initiate a conversation when i need something because i am too anxious to start a conversation right (laughs) So if I just stand there like in a weirdly close proximity to you, I'm just like, please talk to me. And like, I'm not looking at you. Like, I don't want to make eye contact. I'm like looking at like your chest or something. And you're like, why is this person like, it's, it's really weird. I'm really weird. (laughs) I mean, I'm hard to impress. So you haven't like over weirded me yet. The, uh, I gotta say the, I, what I like about like what I'm learning and hearing though, you know, I personally will go up and talk to anybody. I mean, if I see a person with a baby, I'm, I'm there. I'm like, do you just, do you need something like, right? I mean, that's, and I understand people like you, Yeah, well, (laughs) (laughs) but we, I, if there's, if you don't have a lanyard, maybe, you know, I like the idea Mm -hmm. of us all trusting that if we see somebody, weirdly standing close enough and just staring at us that that is not a bad thing that that is a maybe we should say like I found people in grocery stores just like staring at something and I'm like yeah you know do you need any help or 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 or, I can never find the can of peas right like it, it, it so I think it's all of us trying to become more I don't know, fucking making eye contact with people, treating them like human beings, not just staring at them. I think it's just that. It's, you know, just treating people like human beings. Because after my own meltdown on the return trip... There was this uh, kind, amazing woman that, like, like I'm, like, crying on the floor, yeah. you know, blubbering. And she just kind of opens up her arms. And I love that because, one, that was um, a nonverbal way of asking for my consent to hug. Mm-hmm. She didn't just outright hug me, which I appreciate because I don't like being touched. <laughs> oh, I don't yeah. know many people who do. But, like, I definitely, like, I don't like being touched unnecessarily <laughs> and by people I don't know. Um, so it's you know so when the arms were out i'm like that that was a great that you know she kind of asked for that and then i and then she just did know that like i did need a hug (laughs) i needed i cried like i'm just like you know i'm just gonna blubber into her face you know people watchers be damned like i don't care like this is what i need and i'm gonna and i'm gonna you know i'm gonna do it (laughs) yeah but that's no but that's that was what was so interesting was the return trip 
Well, I say interesting, but I mean, there were moments in that mm-hmm. story where I was like, for fuck's sake. Yeah. You know, the like, what My was the monologue was like that too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm sure it was where like, you're upset. The child's upset. Right. Like, and mm-hmm. don't, don't make mommy sad. Right. I was just like, oh, fuck you. Yeah. Hey, yeah. hey, hey. That child's not responsible for my feelings, right? <laughs> like, first, yeah. let's just don't even. And two, you know, that's not. Yeah, I, I yeah, I have always found the manipulation or trying to use guilt or something on children to get them to behave a certain way yeah. is just a recipe for not good things. Right. But again, <laughs> again that, yeah. I have to be generous, though, to say I'm sure in that situation, maybe they were just saying, you know, the garbage that comes out of our mouth sometimes trying to be helpful. Yeah. Right. You, well, you if you look at like, you know, how generations handled mm-hmm. parenting before yeah. us, you know, what what is what does parenting look like and depicted like in media? You yeah. know, I, I, I remember growing up, my neighbor um, like I was a kid, he was a kid and in his family, they, he would always say children should be seen, not heard. Yeah. And this is a family that had like five kids. Ah! So I'm just like, how, like, there's no way and you're no way you're all quiet. First yeah. of all, like, yeah, how's that possible. working out? Yeah. yeah. Can't be working out well. <laughs> and it took me a long time to like, even know what that meant because it just went over my head being autistic so i'm just like yeah well i, I took it very literally and i'm like you've seen and not heard like can you fart like yeah. I didn't know. <laughs> <laughs> well but i what i do like i kind of want to wrap up on this i do like mm. that there are more conversations happening around autism mm-hmm. among lots of other non-visible you know things that that people may be dealing with or have or are part of who they are. And I love, I have one of uh, Raiden's longest, oldest, bestest friends is a kid who got diagnosed with autism a, a couple of years ago. And we were, I was driving this kid and Raiden somewhere after school. And I said, uh, Raiden had asked, how was Ellis's you know, test or, you know, all the stuff that Ellis had been doing. And I said, well, I'm not really going to tell you what the results are because we haven't had a chance to tell Ellis yet. And I want Ellis to be the first person who gets to hear all this information. And the friend in the backseat says, well, two things. One, if they ever want to talk about it, I'm happy to do so. And two, whatever you do, avoid the such and such place because they want to uh, take your autism and make it fit in our in the other world as opposed to <laughs> the world learning about I was like oh preach I love you I just yeah. <laughs> let me write that name yes. right but this this yeah. what I kind of love is I mean and that just may be who I am I like people approaching the world in different ways and I, I think that's such a gift to the world and and I think the more we can speak, like, again, I will forever be grateful that you wrote. And I hope that everybody who listens to the show sees you as the role model that you are. Mm-hmm. And, you know, call it out to people. We're, we aren't, everybody, don't assume 
everybody's an asshole and will be an asshole if you say they did something assholey. Okay? Yeah. <laughs> Most of us don't want to be an asshole. <laughs> we really don't. Oh my um, gosh. I try so hard not to be an asshole and my so face hard. makes people think I'm an asshole because it's oh! just a flat expression. Yeah. So I that's... say things in a way and they're like, wow, didn't have to be such a dick about it. I know, I'm that's... sorry. That's a gendered slur. But that, <laughs> I know, be I such know. an asshole about asshole. it. <laughs> but that, that's stepping. <laughs> they, they cannot. I'm like, why do you sound like you're yelling at me? He's like, I'm not. And I'm like, I know, but it's really hard. Oh my gosh. We, I managed to avoid a fight <laughs> with my husband because he was just loud with telling yeah. me something and I, and I could feel like my hackles rising, yeah. ready to defend myself thinking he's going to be yelling at me. Like, nah. <laughs> and I, and I stopped him like, wait, are you mad? Yeah. And he's like, what? No, yeah. I'm just excited. Yeah. And then, yeah. like, and then it just drains and I'm like, oh, uh, okay. Like I just couldn't interpret his tone. Yeah. And it and like for me having the disorders that I have, everything loud comes across as just one emotion, and that's anger. And I yeah. needed to be very like my coping mechanisms were like I needed to be able to identify anger to stay safe. Yeah, so that was so. <laughs> yeah, no, it's yeah. Um, I really appreciate that uh, the your general life rules uh, are really <laughs> just good rules that we should all. Yeah, most of them are OBM. Iowa! See? We just all just, what is it? Don't go out and be a jerk. That's what it is. Those are your life rules. (laughs) Yeah, I did. (laughs) Okay, Tessa, thank you not only for reaching out, calling me out, but thanks for joining us. I want everybody to know that Tessa's also sent us some great guest ideas that we're going to follow up on. As always, we do encourage that. If there are things that we're not talking about, it's just that we haven't talked about them yet. uh, And we want an opportunity to do so. So Tessa, thank you so much. We're going to ask Tessa to send us a series of links with any information that they think would be helpful for people. Surprise. Uh, (laughs) Thank you so much. And Tessa, you are doing such a fucking great job. And as the people script says, thank you for having me. Oh, did it really? Hey, you know what it's time for this week's Genius and Fails. This is the part of the show where we share our genius moment of the week, as well as our failures, and feel better about ourselves by hearing yours. You can share some of your own by calling 206-350-9485. That's 206-350-9485. Genius, genius, 11 years of genius. Wow. Oh my God. Oh my God. I saw what you Oh my god, I'm paying attention. Wow. You, mom, are a genius. Oh my god, that's fucking genius. It's Max Von Drive, everybody. Here's your genius. (laughs) Maybe that's what I should change the sound bite to. Here's your genius. So, in 
recent days, weeks, part of Mama's decline is that her memory, especially like short-term memory and confusion, has really increased. And one of the things that she was struggling with, and kind of at first I was like, that's cute. And then I was like, oh God, that's not cute. That's probably frustrating is what day is it? Like she would wake up and she'd be like, what day is it? We'd be like, it's Saturday morning and this is what's happening. And then she'd sleep and then she'd wake up and we'd be like, it's still Saturday. It's just been a few hours. And as her confusion increased, it became more distressing. And so I went online. I, of course, Googled it. And actually, what I did was I went to the One Bad Sandwich community and checked in. Hello, One Bad Mother community. Um, And I got her this very simple clock. It's large. People who are caring for people with dementia or Alzheimer's use these. It's large, digital, and it says the day, the date, and the time. And it's not filled with anything else. And you can change the colors if maybe visually they need the those three elements separated by color. Anyway, that has been very helpful. And bonus genius, Ellis really would like to have that clock. And, and I'm like, you know what? I bet this clock would be really helpful for little kids as they're learning days of the week, months, just to give them a sense. Anyway, I love this clock. And I feel very good about having thrown money at it. (laughs) Hey, Biz, this is a genius. And I think this is a one bad mother community genius because I got this idea listening to your podcast. (laughs) My daughter is three and a half years old. And when we were potty training, we decided to keep a little potty in the car and just use trash bags. And even though she is potty trained, sometimes when I pick her up from school, she still has to go potty. And the nice thing is we have a van, and I can literally just crawl into the back of the car like I just did because it's raining and I didn't want to get wet. She can do her business, and there's no mess, and I don't know. So just I think this is a community genius because I got it from – all of the amazing parents who listen to this podcast and share their geniuses. So thank you. We're all doing a great job. Yeah, yeah. Again, you're doing a great job. Did I maybe plant this one? Yes, this is a recent call. But it again, it shows the value of One Bad Mother and the One Bad Mother community. This is a genius. My child is nine years old, and there are still times that I pick them up from school or a play date, and they need to use the bathroom. And I wish I had a car or a potty still in the back of the car just so we didn't have to race home or try and find a place on the side of the road or whatever. Thank you for calling in and sharing this added genius of being in a minivan and not having to actually leave your car. That is just like next level. If you can achieve your genius without leaving your vehicle, that is so good. You're doing such a good job. And I just want to point out, if one bad mother has helped you feel it's okay to have a potty in your car at all for any amount of time, then this show has been doing its job. You are doing a good job.
failures. Fail, 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 fail. You suck. Okay, there are plants growing in my gutters. That's not where plants are supposed to grow. For those of you who live in a house structure and have gutters, you know that that's not a gardening location. That is supposed to help uh, rain water go away from your house and your roof. Uh, We don't get a lot of rain in Southern California. So, you know, it's one of those tasks that I'm like, I'll put it off. I'll put it off. I'll put it off. And then you have week after week of atmospheric rivers in California and so much like debris. I mean, it's probably beautiful compost up there by now. So when I clean them, I should just dump it in my garden. But (laughs) every time I pull into the driveway, I look up and I can see like these leaves springing forth. I guess sort of like the hanging gardens of Babylon, which I could uh, try and spin into a genius, but it's not. Uh, I get the side eye from the neighbors. Anywho, really good at being an adult. Hi, Biz. Um, I'm calling with what I think was a genius that maybe turned into a fail. Um Our daughter is almost 19 months old, and we decided, hey, you know, it would be really good if we got her a potty to have in the bathroom, and she could just get used to it. She she kind of knows the concept, and and she could maybe try it out, and we'll just give it a go and see how she does. And we got a potty that looks really realistic, and it even has a little lever with a flush. Well... Um, after bath, she, she hopped on and she went and we were so impressed. We were patting ourselves on the back. Oh, good job. She loves sitting on it. She loves flushing it. So she did that. And then, um, it was time to go to bed. So I was like, okay, time to put on your diaper and time to go to bed. And, um, that started the worst tantrum we've had oh. in, in in a while. <laughs> she did not want to leave the potty. She cried and cried and cried and kept yelling, potty, potty, even when we were trying to put her pajamas on and go to bed. So little did we know that our um, our grand entrance into potty training would uh, be quite that exciting and uh, result in a bedtime tantrum. So shame on me for not a lot more time to have her enjoy her potty. That's it. You're doing a great job. Bye. Yeah. How dare you not put your toddler to sleep at their bedtime? I mean, what are you trying to do? Establish and keep a schedule that helps not only your toddler uh, function, but in most cases, uh, helps the entire house function. Um, Yeah, that's so selfish of you. You should have just let your toddler just sit on that toilet, that potty, just all night. It was all night. Maybe they could sleep there. Actually, I'm sure. <laughs> Actually, if they did fall asleep there and slept better than they'd ever done, that would also be a genius. Okay? Like, so look, I'm not judging sleeping on uh, the potty. What I am agreeing with you is that you tried something that you thought would be really helpful. And then it turned around and screamed in your face. And I heard you. I heard the, 
It was the worst, worst tantrum we've, I heard the voice go low on tantrum. I know the tantrum you are speaking of. I am so, I am so sorry. You were doing a horrible job at whatever this was. You are the greatest mom I've ever known. I love you, I love you. When I have a problem, I call you on the phone. I love you, I love you. Did I happen to mention it's Max Fun Drive? <laughs> it's Max Fun Drive. Let's talk goals and gifts. One bad mother is hoping to hit our goal, very reasonable goal of 300 new or upgrading or boosting members in the next two weeks. If you haven't become a member yet, maybe this is the year that you can. The very first membership level is just $5 a month. Can one bad mother please be your Starbucks order once a month? Plus, for $5, you get 10 years of bonus shows that only members get access to. That is a lot of content, a lot. Plus this year's bonus content where I talk ghost stories with hosts and employees of Max Fun, which is a lot of fun. And new this year, new this year, if you become a new upgrading member at the $5 level, or at any level, I am going to start releasing bonus content every month. Every month, a special little genius fail spectacular, little mini spectacular every month. So go right now to MaximumFun.org slash join Become a new member, upgrade, help us get to 300, and you will be in on the sweet BOCO bonus content. All right, and now I'm going to talk about one other level, because I'm pretty excited about it, because it's One Bad Mother swag. At $10 a month, you could get our amazing sticker. This year, Max Fun teamed up with artist Olivia Fields to illustrate beautiful, restickable stickers representing every show on the network. And you get to choose your favorite from 37 different unique designs. Worried about finding the exact right place for your sticker? Fair not. These high quality, low commitment stickers can be stuck and unstuck many times over. You could finally have your own sticker window with little to no commitment. And our sticker is the One Bad Mother Low Bar logo. Welcome to the Low Bar, which, you know, is also on a t-shirt. But, oh my God, the sticker is so great. And, of course, you will get access to all of our bonus content. Look, you can also become a member at the 20 level or $35 level or higher. And there are really cool gifts for that. And we'll talk about those throughout the week. But go right now to MaximumFun.org slash join. Join us at the $5 level or higher. Get yourself some BOCO bonus content and stick around 
and we will listen to a mom have a breakdown. It's time to listen to a mom have a breakdown. Hi, one bad mother. This is a rant. I'm doing a good job. I know I am. Oh. I just feel like I'm being attacked by this neighborhood mom who says that my kid's not playing with her kid, and I think that she doesn't have to play with everybody. It's fine, but she's coming for me, and she's saying all these things that my kid said that my kid's denying, and I want to believe my kid, but she's all like, why would my kid lie? And I don't know. And guess what? They are nine and ten years old. You don't need to stay in all the time, and I'm just... I feel like she's coming for me, and she's talking to me, but she's talking at me, and I don't have anywhere to squeeze a word in edgewise, and I don't think my kid's as mean as she said she is, but I don't know. I'm not there when they're outside playing. <laughs> my kids aren't terrible. I know they're not. I know they're good kids. So I, we just butted up against the wrong family, I guess, but I, <laughs> and she's trying to make it all positive, but she's not being positive. She's attacking me, and... I just needed somebody to hear that, and I didn't know. And I'm doing a good job. I have good kids. I do. Thanks for listening. You are doing a good job, and you have good kids, okay? You are doing a good job. No matter what the intent that this other parent has in communicating with you, the only thing that is important is how it's making you feel. I know that I have found myself in similar situations where, you know, things just aren't clicking. But also, nine and 10-year-olds, they are they they are good kids. They're all good kids. This definitely falls into the camp of let's don't assume everybody is an asshole, but sometimes people are assholes and you don't owe anybody your friendship and neither do your kids. If your kids enjoy playing with her kids, that's fine, right? Let them play. That doesn't mean you have to have a relationship with this woman. And that can be really tricky to navigate. But you can also just say, we don't play with those children anymore. <laughs> like, I don't know. It's you. I totally understand this feeling that this person is coming for you. Like, I, oh, that passive aggressive sweetness. And again, that may not be this person's intention. But the bottom line is, is that's how it's making you feel. It's sort of like when I tell Raiden, Raiden, if you're crying while doing homework, then that's not okay. We need to figure out how to adjust the homework or how you approach it or help in some other way because you shouldn't be crying at like this age at homework. You shouldn't be crying with homework. I don't want you, right? And you shouldn't be crying over a neighbor and a play date. Okay, that is that is your body saying, you know what, I, I don't actually have to do this, and how can I find a way to avoid this situation? And I don't know what those choices are. All I know is you actually are doing a remarkable job, and your kids are good kids, 
and I see you and, you know, yeah, I'm not here to give advice, you know. All that matters is that you don't like these interactions and that your feelings are valid, okay? Everybody, you are all doing an incredible job. This is so hard to navigate. All of it. Work, kids, adults in your life that you may care for. For some reason, feeling we need to meet the expectations and emotional needs of people in our lives that maybe we don't really owe anything to, like neighbors. <laughs> and we can do that without being a jerk. All of it just to me, is why I've been doing this show for 11 years, not only with Teresa, but on my own when Teresa had to step away. Because you have reminded me that it is important to keep normalizing all of these weird things about parenting and about trying to be a self, as well as reminding us all that we're doing a good job. But the show can't happen without your support. If you have been a supporting member of One Bad Mother, thank you so much. If this is the year where you can boost your membership by a dollar or five dollars, thank you. I appreciate it. If you finally are at a place where you could become a new member, this is the time to do it. This is the time to do it. Go right now, support One Bad Mother at MaximumFun.org slash join. And I will talk to you next week. Bye. I got to low down mama blues. I got to low down mama blues. Got to low down mama blues. Low down mama blues. Got to low down mama blues. Got to low down mama blues. You know that right. We'd like to thank Max Fun, our producer, Gabe Mara. To find out more about the songs you heard on today's podcast and more about the show, please go to MaximumFun.org slash OneBadMother. For information about live shows, our book, and press, please check out OneBadMotherPodcast.com. One Bad Mother is a member of the Maximum Fun family of podcasts. To support the show, go to MaximumFun.org slash join. Daddy, baby, bustin' by, got low down, mama blues. Oh, said daddy, baby, bustin' by, got low down, mama blues. Maximumfun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned, audience supported.